Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Daily News. I am Ross Chanley, joined today by Georgia Stevens. We said we'd try and get this live for you, and we've managed to do it. Uh, Tom will be in the comments. He's in somewhere else in his house, probably. Um, he's going to collect your comments. If you've got any questions that you want to get in, get them in now, any topics that we cover, um, and we'll do them at the end like we used to do. Um, as always, this is brought to you in association with The Athletic. Uh, if you fancy a seven-day free trial and 50% off a year subscription, go to www.theathletic.co.uk forward slash News. Um Loads of written content out there. There's a struggle for football content, as we all know, at the minute. But they've got loads of stuff on there at the minute. And loads of stories and stuff that they covered, which hasn't really dated. So if you need a fix, if you're at home, you're in confinement, you want something to do, go and read it. Um, Georgia, hello. Hello. How are we today? We're good. Same as yesterday. Missing football. Yeah. Okay. Um, So we're going to start off um, something I think we touched on yesterday, Georgia. Um, This is from Oliver Kay in The Athletic. He's talking about the, the differences between... Um, you know, the Premier League that's going to be postponed and how long period that goes on for and the monetary differences between that and those of lower leagues. Um, mm-hmm. So he said he spoke to an, uh, an executive at a Premier League club um, and he said he got, well, he's first off talking about what goes on between the relegation and stuff, the meeting is going on today. He said, well, you've got at least six clubs battling to avoid relegation. Then you've got at least 12 clubs, half of the championship, fighting like crazy to get promoted. You can't just cancel a season. Maybe you could do that in Italy or Spain or Germany. But in England, it, for those 18 clubs, the financial stakes are just far too high. Um, so for relegation, for example, to be an initial 42.6 million parachute payments uh, next season. Uh, a leading championship club such as Legion United can expect to earn about £7 million in broadcast revenue. So here's the point, the base of the article, Georgia, you know, again, we mentioned this yesterday, is we know the meeting's going on today and it's all right saying oh, we want it to go on, you know, for Liverpool to win the league. But the importance is also there for just just take Premier League out of it, for example, and to go championship down. All those clubs that we've seen already this week that are suffering, it's essential for those to carry on with the league. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was like we were saying at the end of the day, they are businesses. And and at this sort of time, it's important that you know this is their revenue, this is their income, and it's it's important that if it's it's stalled at the moment for that income, that there's a chance then later in the year or whenever for that income to to start coming back and flowing back into them clubs. And like you said, it's 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 big big money for for smaller clubs who who need it at the end of the day and. When you're talking about the likes of Leeds and people like that, they've sort of battled all season for that. It's not at the, it's not just a trophy at the end of the day for those clubs. It's, it's, it can change their season. And, and as we go down to the, the further the pyramid of the football leagues, you know, conceivably, I, I will more stress, you know, that the safety of you know fans and, and players and stuff is paramount. But it's conceivable that you know some of those clubs that are in you know League One, League Two. Might not be able to survive. We've seen the likes of Berry, you know, you know, going to administration and fall. Bolton were pretty close as well. It's 
you know, it's sad times for that. It's not just like you said, like the football club that goes. It's people's, it's people's escape escapism, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's I've I've I think a lot of people, especially that I know and, and the communities that we we sort of work and socialise in, you've noticed that people just seem a little. It's kind of wearing off now. People, it's not even boredom. It's just like we need we miss football. Like it, it's something that people miss, and like we were saying, it's the whole. It's the whole day around it. It's the few days leading up to it. It's the the rituals and the routines that people go about. And sometimes it's the only kind of social time that they get with other people and they, and they mix. And it's it's something that is missed and it, it needs, hopefully, once you know health and safety and everything sort of as good as it can be, it, it can be back. Yeah, and it's not just the the football club, is it? Like you just touched on there, it's the the local economy of like you know you go to the games, it's the the pubs that you go to beforehand, or you know home bake is massive in the Liverpool community, and I think that Chris said yesterday that they're, they're kind of selling off frozen pies to try and bring some in, income in, but you know it, it's again conceivable that you can go to the forty when it returns mm. and go. Well, I used to go there, but I can't anymore because it's closed. Yeah, I think that's massively important, and it, it it's the same across is to support as as much as you can them businesses and to support you know your local businesses during this time because the the big supermarkets and the big corporations will feel a a pinch, but it's not going to be something that massively impacts them. Whereas you know, like you said, the the people who rely on match days, the people who rely on foot traffic, it's times like this. If they're offering some sort of delivery or something service, just try and go out your way to just kind of help support them during this time because it's something that can help them stay afloat. Yeah. Um, on that, um, Transalpino put out a tweet today and he said, um, last summer ourselves and a group of others uh, challenged Liverpool Football Club over their attempted trademark the name Liverpool. They won. Uh, he said, we then built a war chest to find any future legal fees, etc. We've now donated this chest to local food banks and charities during this time of uncertainty, which again is just kind of goes on to say what you were just saying then. You know, even local businesses who, who struggled, that money they could have spent on, you know, equipment or you know clothing or trainers or whatever else that they that they do but for them to put it back into the food banks which again the local players have done it so close to community and it's the food banks are for those people that are worse off than us mm-hmm. because it's all right you know you're saying go out and spend that's people that are in a lot worse situation than us I think we're all willing to have jobs and you know go out and be able to go and do things as people mm-hmm. that aren't yeah, it was, it was just like we were saying, I think, yesterday, of if you've got the luxury and the privilege to be able to help support people and take ease off them, do so. And at the end of the day, I do think you will see an increase in, in the use of food banks because of what's going on, um, because of, you know, people have to work, people less hours, and especially with schools now getting shut and things like that, I, I think it would... It, places like the food banks will will see this massive kind of influx and it it's good it's good to see companies and things like that supporting them as best as they can good um so we're obviously here for the premier league latest we know there's a, a meeting going on today and there's a, a, a wonderful thread on the echo uh keeper o'neill has been doing all morning uh, and all afternoon so far um so basically it's a meeting between 20 premier league clubs uh it's been underway since this morning uh sky sports news are reporting the premier league meeting will likely see a the april return date push back even further we know that the euros was um postponed on tuesday um but they're set to reiterate their commitment to completing the 1920 season, again, according to Sky Sports. Uh, there's been loads of questions and loads of comments from uh, pundits and, and former players. Um, I'm just going to start with Lee Hendry, for those who don't remember, he used to play for Aston Villa. Um, I thought it was interesting. Um, and he says they, 
Liverpool are streets ahead of everyone else and deserve the league to be champions. But to be handed the trophy, it's not the right way. The league has to be finished. There are no qualms about Liverpool winning the league. And he's probably right there, George, isn't he? I think, you know, we all want the league, but I don't want to be handed to it, handed it if it's not in the right manner. Yeah, I don't think anybody wants that fan or player or any sort of staff involved with Liverpool is to just be handed it on like some sort of technicality because there'll always be that mark next to it um, and you'll always have people say what could have been and it'll kind of put a bit of a dampener on what's been an incredible season for Liverpool. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think we, we've seen lots of fans and, and players and pundits speak out about that about um, how even though it's been a wait and things like that, that's not the way that people want things to go. No. Uh, Paul Gilmore, Sky Sports News, said what they're discussing is a clear desire to get the Premier League season finished. Uh, the majority of clubs are keen to do so, but it's worth pointing out that nothing will be decided today. We expect more talks in the coming weeks. Um, I think April the 4th is too ambitious. And another other point that they made was basically what, what the, um, the government say, George, you know, if they say, you know, we're going to go into lockdown. It's all right, you know, the Premier League deciding something today or having ambitions to go and do something today. But again, it could all change tomorrow, couldn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's not just football at the end of the day, is it? It's a whole sort of societal problem that's happening at the moment that's constantly changing. And as much, I'd, I'd hate to imagine what the sort of decisions are going on behind the scenes for the Premier League and the, the pressure they must be under to try and make these decisions when... They probably know more than us, but still, at the end of the day, they still don't know. They, they're they not the people who are controlling and making the changes for, for a government, for, for the people. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's the main thing is, and that's kind of the frustrating thing, is that everybody's kind of in the same boat waiting for just news constantly. Yeah, it's it's not just the the league that comes into it as well. I obviously said, you know, the UEFA meeting was earlier on in the week, but they're going to look at scenarios that may the season may finish after June, null and void, maybe looked at as well. Um, but they're obviously going through the different scenarios, but it also comes into account, like, you know, we spoke about yesterday on, on the on the Reds news of, like, you know, does the transfer deadline move? Because you can't buy anyone. Did the likes of Adam Milano's contract end at the end of June? What happens with him? There's so much more, so much more than just the games for them to consider, isn't there? Yeah, I think there will be loads of, like, legal technicalities and things that will probably, people will be scrambling to look over because... You know, it all depends probably on the word and things. So is it is it termed as the season? Is it termed directly to Meg? Is it so? It's looking at them sort of things, and you know, hopefully, I I don't see any player who's who'd be happy to do that. To, to oh, the contract says it's up in May. I'm gone. No yeah. matter what the, I, I I do see any sort of player wanting to, to stick that full season out, no matter when that season ends. No, uh, one player that has been linked with the move away, um, Jeannie Van Alden, there's a nice piece here in the Shields Gazette, um, but he's still um, a piece that says he thinks he's an all-rounder. He's changed since he went to Newcastle. Um, so he said, my development since I came to Liverpool has been good. I've become more of an all-round player. Uh, I was used to playing in a very attacking role and only in the attack since the World Cup with Louis van Gaal, obviously for Holland. Uh, I've had more controlling role in the field and that went well. After that, I didn't play again in that role at PSV or Newcastle. When I spoke to Klopp, he saw me as a more defensive role where I need to be an all-rounder. It's not always easy as I'm used to attacking, but when it helped me help me in my development, I'm more complete player now than when I arrived. I think it's important to remember, George, isn't it? Because I think he, he kind of gets accused of going missing in, in some games and much of the stick that was thrown at Jordan Henderson two two seasons ago or three seasons ago when he was ultimately doing the same role as what Genie Van Alden is doing now. We know when he goes to Holland, he, he scores bangers and we go, we'll just do that. But his role is completely different at Liverpool, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's completely different. You look at the role and the system that they play at, at Holland and, and the national team in general, it, it's always different than the club football. Um, and I think you look at the role he plays at Liverpool and it, it couldn't be further from what, what they are. Um, I think we do see him in Champions League games. You know, he kind of, for some reason, steps up and kind of fills that that national league genie that people, the national team genie that people see. But I, I, I don't think you can. I think he's one of the the best utility players and sort of all rounders that that we've seen for for a while. So based on that, obviously, there's questions about his his contract and will he get extended? I'm guessing you're for that being extended. Yeah, I, I, I do. I see him being a player that we, we constantly use and we do miss at times. I'd, I'd, I'd rather have a side with GD in it than without. Um, and I also don't see how we fill that gap in, in as reliably as we do with him. Yeah, uh, right, we're going to get your comments in now. I'm going to live to Tom Dutton. Tom, can you hear me? I can hear you, mate. Um, I'm going to kick it off with, I asked, I asked people what they're doing to fill the void of football. And an answer off Stuart Wisby who says, I've been watching all the 2018-19 Champion League games all the way to the final. Fingers crossed we win. Oh, that's a good, good shout, that. Um, what? Yeah, myself, I, I watched Istanbul yesterday. Uh, <laughs> but I've got the 18-19 season twice on DVD. So if someone wants a copy, let us know and I'll send it to you. Um, what have you been doing, Georgia? A lot of pairs, a lot of games, a lot of home workouts. Um... But yeah, I did. I saw um, Monday Al the other day had tweeted that uh, they were rewatching the 2006 World Cup final, and oh, everyone was invited to hit play at seven o'clock and, and watch it together. And I think things like that are just brilliant to kind of keep that community alive and kind of going. Yeah, there's no football. You just rewatch old football, can't you? It's it's good, it's good times. One other one, Sam. Um, we just got a super chat from Trid Josh. Thank you very much. Thanks, he says, if the Premier League is voided, do you think teams will be sympathetic to Liverpool next season? Being as the title is basically ours this season. If the title gets sorry, if the league gets null and voided. Liverpool will not get any sympathy from everyone because that's part of the reason why a lot of people want it to be null and voided so they can all throw it in Liverpool's face. Um, I think there's a wider issue in that. It's not again just about Liverpool for us. Obviously, it is because you know we're Liverpool fans, um, but also as we've mentioned, I think every day this week, and I'll, I'll say it again, you know, there's people that are fighting for Champions League spots, people that are fighting for relegations, teams that are fighting for promotion, and all the monetary values that we spoke about before, Georgia. You know that, that's. That's the reason I don't want it null and voided. And I know Chris has said this, but Liverpool's the easy bit because we're so far ahead. Yes, we won't get the title, potentially. But, you know, it's far more catastrophic for other teams. Yeah, definitely. And I think, really, back to the question, I, I think it'll just this season will just be scrapped and it'll be one that people kind of look back on and think, oh, what's on that night? Like, to remember that it won't be... I don't think anybody would even dare ease off on Liverpool for the season after. If anything, it'll be trying to put Liverpool back down and kind of nowhere near the, the form that they were in. It, it's harder for Liverpool, hasn't it? Because the argument's been that you know, Man United, have had, Man United, Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea uh, have all had poor seasons by their own standards. And obviously it was a good chance for Liverpool to go and win the league. Or Man City, sorry, as well. You know, When it comes to the transfer window, whenever that is and the season starts again... They've all had a chance to catch up, which, like you're right, makes it harder for Liverpool to win the title next season anyway. Yeah, completely. I think it, it was... You can't take away from Liverpool's performance and form and things. That was completely ridiculous, the, the way that they were playing and things. Um, but I do think at times, yeah, the, the gap was widened because of the, the poor form from some other teams and, and also some good form from, from lower 
lower uh, sides. You know, nobody could have saw Sheffield United going on the run that they ended up going on. Um, but but yeah, they to get Europe, can't they? Exactly. I, but I think it will be completely different whenever the league resumes or, or when it comes back next season. Glad someone more. Um, well, just a, a, a few on the thoughts of what people kind of want to see come out of the meeting. Uh, Rachel Ellis says, I don't think any decisions will come out of the meeting. I agree with Lee Henry, really want the season finished as normal as possible. Andy Dunbar says, if it's not possible to finish the season, award us the title, no relegation, and promote Leeds and West Brom, have a 22-team Premier League next season, with five teams being relegated. And then Joseph Roche Thorne says, I think Champions League and Europa League should be voided as we can't risk players travelling to different countries and just play domestic leagues only. Uh, yeah, I, I do the domestic league stuff and just keep that. The problem is, and I, I like the idea of saying just Leeds and West Brom come up, Georgia, but then you're in the same situation of there's all those people that are in a playoff place are going, well, actually, I, I you know, we've worked all season for this and equally if you relegate five teams next season, there'll be someone and the off chance, I know it's a one-off, it's a, a unique situation of going, well, I finished, you know, 17th, yeah. but I'm getting relegated now. Yeah, it's completely, it's rewriting the rules, and it's, it's, it's like we said the other day, it's unprecedented, there's no sort of comparison to what's, what's happening. I do kind of like the idea of domestic leagues, of just them, um, and I think that's probably, I think, that, that that's probably the easiest thing for people to agree on, is like the travel ban type thing, um, with regards to football and stuff and things like that. But, yeah, it's just a complete... I wouldn't like to be the one who's trying to source everything else. No. Um, right, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for watching. Georgia, thanks for joining me. Tom, thank you for helping out behind. Uh, don't forget to check out The Athletic. It's www.theathletic.co.uk forward slash Redman News. You get a seven-day free trial, uh, 50% off your yearly subscription. We'll be back tomorrow with more news, hopefully some reaction to the Premier League meeting. Um, we'll have developments there, but we'll see you then. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.